Hello and welcome to On Board with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. Hello and welcome to another episode of On Board with Cruise Passenger. I'm Rose Jacobs, your host. And I'm Peter Lynch, Editor-in-Chief of CruisePassenger.com.au and Cruise and Travel Magazine. Well, today we've got a special edition of our podcast. I know Peter's particularly excited by the subject today. I'm so excited. I am indeed. That's because I'm on my way in just a few days now to the Antarctic. I've spent a lot of time in Kathmandu buying myself all sorts of gear, That's gloves, the, the shop, t-shirts, yes. thermal <laughs> underwear, which we won't go <laughs> And today we're talking about the best ship to cruise the polar regions, the absolutely gorgeous Le Commandant Charcot. Ooh la la, c'est très française, which is to be expected considering mm-hmm. that Penant <laughs> is a French cruise line by heritage and Le, Com- oui. Le Commandant Charcot is named after a French hero explorer. And later on, I'll be giving you some exciting news about the ship and how you can save 30% on fares. That's what I love about the expedition cruising with Penant. The stories. The ship is a true hybrid adventure ship named after a very famous explorer indeed. Ooh, I lo- the explorer thing, Peter. I've just, I've got this feeling like we're about to embark on an Indiana Jones style adventure here. Well, am I right? Well, Rose, it's funny you should say that. Le Commandant Charcot is named after French polar scientist Jean Baptiste Charcot, an amazing adventurer. Oh, so maybe a little bit more sophisticated than um, Indiana Jones, but ooh, <laughs> I'd well, like no to- whip. No. <laughs> Maybe a beret instead of that famous hat. Correct. And yes, I would like to take a moment. I'm just going to set the scene here. So this is a tiny insight that's taken directly from Penant, and I believe this little description really captures the essence of what a cruise with My Penant gosh. would be like. So Peter, just you know, sit back, close your eyes and listen <sighs> to this. Far north in the Arctic and deep south in Antarctica, there was a century when we would have talked about conquering the poles to reach them. But with Le Commandant Charcot, it is with humility that we approach these remote territories to find meaning again, to understand our planet a little better, to feel connected with it. We offer you true polar odysseys to the ends of the earth. That really does give you a good idea of the Penant experience. Yes. But now let me describe an amazing picture I found in one of their publications. Ernest Gordon, geologist and glaciologist, and Paul Planeau, photographer, enjoying a glass of mom champagne mm-hmm. in Antarctica on Bastille Day 1904. Wow. Behind them is a vessel, the Francaise, on the French Antarctic expedition of 1903 to 1905. There is a picture of their vessel surrounded by ice and indeed a bottle of mum and two glasses are on the table. Well, now that's living the dream. Absolutely wonderful. Wonderful and no wonder Charcot was known as the Gentleman of the Poles. And another expedition leader who might be called the same is with us today, our specialist guest, Ryo Ijishi, all the way from Japan. Hello and... Can I call you Rio? Yes. Hello, guys. Yes, you can call me Rio. Wonderful. So, Rio, how many times have you actually been to the polar regions? 
Well, I've kind of lost track after exceeding 100 times in the both polar regions. Wow. wow. And I'm on my first trip. I've got a lot of catching up to do. Oh, my <laughs> God. So do you think, Rio, that the first trip is the most memorable or does it does it just get better every time? No, I think the first one is always the best one because uh, – it's going to be the new experience of seeing the white continent and uh, that uh, shockingness is always uh, the biggest at the first time. But every time you go, there is something different and new as well. So it's nice to repeat as well. Oh, Excellent. that's amazing. It's just like getting married, isn't it? Now, I believe Rio. <laughs> I, think, I think it's more about being the first to drop into the ice myself. But... <laughs> you boys took a minute to catch on then. Okay, now, Rio, I believe you have been an expedition leader for over two decades. Is that right? Yes, I've got, I started guiding in the polar region since 2002, uh, so just over 20 years now. And among this period, I started working as an expedition leader from 2015. Wow. Okay, so no doubt you've seen a lot of change in that amount of time. And, of course, we're talking today in particular about Le Commandant Charcot, almost the flagship of Penant's marvellous expedition fleet. Do you love this ship? Yes, I've just traveled with her a few months ago to the North Pole. She's a wonderful ship and quite revolutionary, to say the least. The first luxury icebreaker. So Charcot started operation in 2022 uh, Antarctic season and completed this season as well as another 2022 Arctic season. I've been on the trip uh, to the North Pole and I'll be on her uh, in two weeks time in Antarctica two weeks time so we'll be ships passing in the night i'll wave at you as you go by from my ship <laughs> it could happen in ushvaya but uh antarctica <laughs> is 13 million square kilometers so it's quite oh. a big uh, so we may that's not a, pass by that's a lot of ice <laughs> yeah you don't want to get too close um in in those polar regions yeah that's and some sure, of the ice sure. is one mile thick uh, and it's sometimes three miles thick. Is that right? Yes. And the 98% of the continent is also covered by ice as well. So it is and it also the 90% of all ice on the planet. So it is the uh, continent of ice and snow. Perfect place to have scotch on the rock. I was about to say, you wouldn't need to uh, keep the ice bin stocked, would you? <laughs> so, Rio, tell me what... In your eyes, what makes Le Commandant Charcot truly special? So it's the only ice-breaking pa passenger ship capable of breaking through sea ice of almost three metres of depth. The ship can also back forward breaking through the ice with the ship's propellers. Uh, we had a record of going through an ice bridge of 17 metres this way. So wow. it is uh, one of the strongest icebreakers uh, that can take you to the North Pole and to Antarctica. Yet it is also our most luxurious ship in terms of amenity on board. I love that. So it's, um, yeah, it's ticking both the boxes and you've definitely got my interest with that. And so that picture Peter mentioned of drinking champagne, wearing a beret, sitting in a deck chair on the ice. That was me. That really could be true. <laughs> That, that could actually happen, yeah. Yes, we do serve champagne on the ice. Uh, weather permitting, our barman sets up a bar actually on top of the ice. 
And on, bo on board, there are many other luxuries. Uh, Le Commandant Charcot was awarded the expedition ship of the year prize in 2021 wow. in the Sea oh, Trade Cruise Awards. And yep. Fanon has been practicing sustainable sailings for 30 years. Mm. There's also a winter garden where guests can swim, the Blue Lagoon, pool, <laughs> and uh, there's a sauna, a hair salon, and even a... That's a hated lab. pool, I believe. <laughs> yes. that, that, is, that is hated. And, for, and maybe the only unfortunate news for Peter is that it's not a champagne mom, but it's actually a... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there is a hair salon and a cigar lounge, a cigar so lounge. I'm sure Peter will be just fine. Perfect for my parents. Yeah, and and of course the food. I mean, uh, personally, so Japanese food and French food are my favourite cuisines. <laughs> we don't serve Japanese I... food on board. Not at all, oh. even though that's your background. <laughs> you can't have a little say in that. Well, I think maybe the uh, inhabitants of the ice might not like it. Mm. But I understand the menus were created by, by a Michelin-starred chef, Alain Ducasse. Yes, so he was inspired by the ship that he's decided to uh, create the menus for our the meals on board uh, Le Commandant Charcot. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. He's actually one of my favourite chefs. I've I've dined uh, at one of his restaurants in Paris, actually, uh, many years ago. That was that was awesome. So, Rio, tell us a bit more about um, Le Chacot being an adventure ship and a luxury ship at the same time. That's that's pretty impressive. What kind of uh, things do you do during the day? Yes, uh, well, we offer a style of uh, cruise, what we call an expedition ship, expedition. So it is an adventure ship and a luxury ship. Uh, most of the actions during your trip should be either on land or on the Zodiacs. We offer maybe one to two activity per day. So when yep. you're on land, uh, you have the full uh, nature around you and experience the expedition. But when you come on board Charcot, it's also about the meal times and the break times. You'll enjoy three times a day great gastronomy that changes every day. You have some break time at the Blue Lagoon, indoor pool and deck chairs. And my personal mm. favorite is a sauna with the oh. large uh, window view. It's an amazing yes. experience to feel the heat of the sauna with the view of the totally frozen ocean in front of you. That's incredible. I'm just having a flashback to that scene in the Titanic when it was all steamy in the uh, car yes, and then she thank puts her hand yep, yep, on yep, and Rose, slides thanks. down the glass. Thanks very much. Yes, thank you. But <laughs> let's get down to what this ship's really about, which is adventure. So, Rio, have you had any personal encounters we can relate to, either with guests or wildlife or both? <laughs> Well, uh, Le Commandant Charcot is a hybrid and battery-powered ship. So the ship is so quiet when it's navigating, and it can actually turn into battery mode, where they shut down all the engines and run only on battery. So it really doesn't disturb the wildlife while it's sailing. Uh, we had over two dozen whales surrounding us on one particular day, and they were swimming around us for about an hour while I was uh, oh. returning from the North Pole in two months ago. That's, oh, that's amazing. A, what a great story. Look, what do you think is so special about and life-changing about the destinations that Charcot sails in? So Charcot is an icebreaker. So she reaches much further in the polar region than any other ship. This offers a much wider selection of sceneries and wildlife encounters. The ship is capable of visiting places on the planet that are rarely seen. So it's a real game changer in terms of a ship sailing in the polar region. 
That's what people are seeking these days is that rare experience. So tell me, what exactly is a a daily experience like for guests on board? Yes, so when it's a day with activities, uh, during the day uh, we should have one activity after breakfast and another activity after lunch. However, on sea days to reach a certain destination, so for example, the most popular is the Drake Passage. Uh, you can enjoy lectures run by naturalists or enjoy the facility on board. We have some of the most knowledgeable guides and it is uh, it's, it's their job to ensure uh, entertaining you uh, even at sea days as well. Oh, you mentioned the dreaded Drake's Passage. Mm. It can be very <laughs> calm as well, Peter. It's really... Uh... Please keep talking. He's Rio. nervous. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I'm packing the ginger tablets even as we speak. But look, I think one of the great things about the Charcot is there's real scientific purpose to its voyages. There are facilities for research, and I think passengers can even join in. Yes, so there is a dry and wet labs, uh, sonars, beacons, drones, and drilling gear, multiple uh, material to uh, do researches. A number of research institutes are already booking journeys with us and are on board. Uh, we have have a citizen scientist mediator on board as well. Uh, she's a glaciologist, polar specialist, and author. She'll be creating workshops and dealing with guests being able to counting species, monitoring also the Happy Wells program. Oh, sorry, the Happy Whales program. I love this. Yeah, they tell the whales jokes. <laughs> Don't want anyone blubbing. How about this? Why do whales like salt water? Oh, no. Everyone knows that, Peter. Really? Because pepper makes them sneeze. Oh. Now, can we get back to the science, oh, right. please? <laughs> Enough of the dad jokes. Uh, tell us about the Happy Whales program, Rio. Happy Whales program is to trace the whales by photographs taken by passengers. The tail fin of a humpback is like a fingerprint of a human. They are all different. And they oh, normally wow. migrate Amazing. from the equator to the either side of the polar region. So by taking photos, uh, we can actually trace the routes that these whales are swimming on the planet. That's extraordinary. And so this means that guests can get hands-on and really actually take part in experiments. Yes, and they can also trace where the whale is uh, recently seen after their trip as well. So they can get associated with the whale. Gosh, they can really form a relationship and carry on following them. How lovely. That's so great. I find that really fascinating, actually. So so does that mean that you need to have a bit of a passion or a background in research? Or, or I mean, what kind of person would you say this ship really caters to, Rio? Well, the ship is best for the person who wants to see the most of the polar region, as a ship is capable of going further than any other. I think it's also a great ship for people who have already done the polar region, because there's definitely sceneries that you have not yet seen on a non-ice-breaking ship. So it's good for any enthusiast. Uh, You don't need to be uh, science-specific, but, uh, yeah, the polar region hosts people in various ways, so anyone would be uh, suited to join. And, of course, you get to drink champagne on the ice. (laughs) I really can't wait, Rio. Look, tell me, what's been your most profound experience on an expedition? That's a big question. So there are so many profound experiences in the polar region that keeps me driven to go back every season. Uh, close encounters to polar bears, whales, is truly an adrenaline-filled experience. 
But one thing I always do recommend people is to sit on the edge of the perimeter where you're allowed and just observe the scenery. A scenery where you see no human footprint, no human made sound, and just the nature in your vision and hearings. Here, you really can witness the true nature of this planet. Wow. You mean live in the moment. I I think that's really great advice. We all spend so much time now taking pictures. We forget to experience what's really in front of us. So as a first-time polar explorer, Rio, what advice would you give me? Well, uh, in terms of outfit, uh, don't bring any thick layers of warm clothes. Uh, Always bring uh, multiple thin layers and adjust while in the field because you can get pretty warm when on landings and on the walks always best to adjust rather than bring one thick layer. You are in the middle summer of Antarctica, so it can become pretty warm. Another thing would be bring two two <laughs> pairs of... Rio, can you see us on <laughs> yes, camera right now? <laughs> so as you're speaking... I'm practicing. I'm, I'm actually putting some layers on, Peter, <laughs> because... Um, this... In practice, you know, I've got, well, to, I've got to... And I'm sure you're going to be warm by the end of the He needs needs to be prepared, you know. This is helping him become immersed. And and, and then, you know. Like penguin. (laughs) Some sort of mini polar bear, I think. So, okay, so we're listening to your advice. Don't do what we're doing right now and layering up in thick layers. Really interesting. Okay. Um, Good. That's surprising. uh, Bring two pairs of gloves. You can get one wet, and gloves may not be dry before your next landing. Thank you for that. I am going to go out at the weekend mm. and buy another pair because I bought my first pair. But that sounds like really sensible advice. Mm, you, you, nothing is worse than having those cold, wet hands. That's for sure. And another gear you should bring is your own binoculars. Uh, nature doesn't right. always come too close, but often in distances. So it's great to have yep. your own binoculars so that you can uh, witness something in a distance rather than asking some fair pass, uh, dear passengers to uh, lend them their binocular when they're watching it themselves. So, Excellent. Excellent. Yes. That's really great advice. Thank you so much. Finally, I think you've designed some great itineraries in Japan, your home country for Ponant. Yes. So during uh, the pause of COVID, uh, Ponant gave me the opportunity to uh, explore and build expeditions in Japan. So we'll be running four expeditions in Japan uh, 2023 and then 11 departures in 2024. It goes wow. to a lot of the rural islands and also very inaccessible uh, ports and fishing villages that are pretty wow. hard for a non-Japanese to visit. So it does give you a very new element of Japan, mostly from the traditional aspect or from the nature of uh, Japan, especially in the subtropical islands of Okinawa. Oh, my goodness. And I I believe that a lot of these destinations are really um, thanks to you, particularly because you have forged those beautiful relationships with the regional areas and and made it possible for the ships to get in there. And that's absolutely exclusive for for you guys. That's pretty impressive. It's it's going to be an appealing product for Japanese as well, but it would definitely be an appealing product for Australian people because you probably visited Tokyo, Kyoto, you know, the major places of Japan, but these trips aren't going anywhere to those uh, popular destinations. But it's still a huge, uh, charmful uh, islands and ports that we can visit. 
very exciting. And one of the things I love about Penant is that they do actually communicate with local communities and get them involved in that that mm. uh, that experience, which I think is why so many people come away with great memories of meeting local people. Yes, uh, we do uh, give a very extensive uh, visits uh, before bringing our ship in so that we are ensured that our passengers are uh, welcomed by the community and that we also try an effort in offering some way that we can uh, give back to the community where we visit so that we become uh, a mutual interest in uh, bringing the ship to their places and for our passengers to enjoy that uh, local area. I, really I love it. That. Now, Rio, it's time for us to fire some really quick questions at you. And I just want you to don't think too hard, just, you know, whatever comes straight to mind. All right, are we ready? Rio, what's better, the Arctic or Antarctic? Uh, you might you might want to ask why, but I'd go for the Arctic. <laughs> Ooh, okay, interesting. Polar bears, right? <laughs> uh, polar, polar bears. bears. Well, uh, but... Um, as I told you previously, Antarctica is covered 98% by ice. Uh, yeah. So there's only 2% of places that are not covered by ice. And this is where the wildlife is concentrated. So we actually can oh, okay. kind of predict where we can see which animal. Whereas the Arctic, <laughs> the wildlife is completely roaming in its nature and we need to find them. So looking for these wildlife is also uh, more of a fun uh, to do with the passengers <laughs> in the Arctic. Whereas we know where the penguins are. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Now, you're obviously a fantastically well-traveled person, but um, what's on your bucket list that you've still got to do? I have not been to the Kimberley. So really? This is the place I really want to go. And in particular, oh. we're sending in our three-master yep. Lupinon from next yes. season. So I would be very excited to join Lupinon in the Kimberley. For the first oh. well i can i i've got to say i share that excitement so i just want to tell you that the first cabin is mine no no it's mine it's mine mine <laughs> i'm a yachty <laughs> i want that it's so, such an exciting looking uh, it is. vessel it's very different from charco but it's the same in the way that it's so special yeah That's and i it. think yeah. in the kimberley region it will really shine because mm -hmm. the kimberley is desolate and all about that you know, beautiful, silent experience. So I'm really looking forward to taking that cabin, if anyone's listening. <laughs> and and instead of navigating the ice, you'll okay. be navigating the reefs. It would just be spectacular. Great answer. Okay, now these are supposed to be quick questions, Peter. Oh, sorry. Here we go. Right. Rio, what do you think cruise ships will look like in 20 years from now? In terms of energy efficiency, I think we're going to have more ships uh, utilising the power of wind. Mm. Going back, cool. going back to the traditional style of sailing. Oh, very cool! I love it. That's why I'm a sailor. Where's your favorite part of Japan, and why? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, you know, Japan is uh, north as a subarctic to all the way down to the subtropicals, so it's very mm. long. Uh, I would still say the islands of Okinawa, though. Okinawa, cool, brilliant, brilliant. good choice. Okay, name one thing a passenger should never do on a cruise ship. Um, don't get too exhausted because if you get too exhausted, uh, you tend to get seasick. So uh -huh. always, always have a moment to rest and uh, wind down uh, rather than pushing everything to the limit because you could get sick. That's great oh, advice. Oh, that's great advice. Now, name one thing that you should always pack for a cruise, apart from your Penant ticket. And your passport. <laughs> <laughs> yes, passport for sure. <laughs> I always bring few books. 
So oh, okay. um, I kind of put myself into a different time uh, from uh, everything because, you know, you're in a secluded place and you do need some time of your own. And uh, reading a book is always a nice way to get that uh, secured place. I love that. Now, okay, next one. Where in the world would you like to see Expedition Cruising explore next? Well, we still have a lot of areas in Japan that's still not covered. So I'm very passionate to uh, get our ship doing uh, every coast of Japan. So in 25, oh, right. 26, you'll start seeing more and more variety of expeditions in Japan. And I, I'm particularly uh, motivated for that task. That sounds great. You so get to exciting. Gorgeous Japanese food as well. Yes. Rio, exactly. thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you uh, and certainly been a learning curve for me as a first timer. So thank you so much indeed for your time. Thank you so much, Rio. Thank you. We we'll look forward to hearing more about uh, these new itineraries around Japan, that's for sure. Absolutely. And now, Penant has just released their 2024 Arctic season program on board Le Commandant Charcot, including exciting geographic North Pole expeditions, as well as East Greenland and Northwest Passage Adventures. The Arctic 2023 season still has availability. Quick pay to snap one up. <laughs> Book I'm now. Ready. You can actually get up to 30% savings wow. on their brochure fair with the Penant bonus. That's an amazing offer. That's it. And they've just started their 22 to 23 Antarctic season for the summer on board Le Commandant Charcot. And they'll be sailing until March of April around the White Continent and will return down south in October of 2023 after the Arctic season. And in a first, this Antarctica season, drum roll, please. <laughs> Le Commandant Charcot will be docking in New Zealand early 2023 for two extraordinary half-circumnavigations of Antarctica between New Zealand and South America in the footsteps of the great polar explorers such as Mawson, Shackleton and, of course, Jean-Baptiste Charcot. Excellent. Yes, I believe, Peter, there are a few cabins left. If, I must say, yes. it sounds like a glorious journey. Is that a better way, Rio, to, uh, to go, do you think? Uh, I have not done a circumnavigation. I am definitely keen to do yep. that. Uh, All right. But uh, it's really about exploration because there's probably landing sites where there was less human landing in that place than uh, people on the moon. Yes, Okay, well, to book your Arctic or Antarctica luxury expedition with Penant on board Le Commandant Charcot, contact your preferred travel agent or call 1300 737 178. Or, of course, visit au.penant.com. And if you're booking your first voyage with Penant, you'll receive a $400 discount as well as a welcome offer per person. Special offers for returning guests can also, of course, be found. Uh, sadly, that's all we have time for today, but a very, very exciting episode, if I may say so. Yes, and you can hear our talk with Penant's head of expeditions, Mick Fogg, about their plans to bring a sailing yacht to the Kimberley, as we were discussing earlier, <laughs> and that's next year, of course, and you can hear that at cruisepassenger.com.au. And don't forget the next edition of Cruise and Travel, our gorgeous print magazine, is on sale now at selected newsagents, or subscribe at cruisepassenger.com.au backslash magazine <laughs> every week you do that Peter. okay i was kidding <laughs> forward slash magazine <laughs> so that again is 
cruisepassenger.com.au forward slash magazine. Thanks again today to Rio and for joining us from Penang. Thank you, Rio. Thank you.